you on today welcome welcome to yes and amen youth ministry with pastor derek fletcher derek fletcher the second and yanni fletcher welcome and we thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us as we go through the lesson and today we're talking about the there's going to be some rioting in in Ephesus. Enjoy the music while we get ready. Thank you. Sorry about that. Excuse me. Try to pause that. Yes. Yes. All right. Can everyone see the lesson on the Trinity? Yes. All right. <clears throat> All right. Derek Fletcher, can you pray? Father God, we thank you on today for giving us. All right. I'm pause. I'm pause. I'm pause. Father God, we thank you on today for giving us grace, Father God, thank you for keeping us safe, holy and healthy, Father God. Let us learn today that the right and Ephesus is something that's important and honor, Father God, in Jesus' mighty and great name. All right. All right, so today we wanna to give you the students some key information about the basic understanding of life in the early church, which is very important. Not only that, we want to expose you, this listener, uh, to lesser known, um, unbelievable stories slash context within the book of Acts. And so in the book of Acts is really important because it's the more or less the establishment of the church and relative to um, how the growth of the church and the explosive power of the church and how things took place. And I'm, I'm kind of shifting some things around here that way. So when I share my faces in front of the camera and we're gonna do this right here. Uh, yes. Your, log, your background screen is showing. Is it? Now it's blank. Now it's blank. It's gray. Okay, what about now? Now we can see it. You can see it now. Okay. All right, good. All right, yeah, because I want to make sure that I make good eye contact with everyone and the position that the screen was in. 
I'd be looking over here instead of here at the lesson. Okay, that's probably better. And I have better eye position now, right? Instead of looking yeah. like that. Yeah, so we want to make sure. This one thing I want to check right here. Ooh. All right, so also we want to look at and encourage the students to be bold, faithful, no matter what happens, right? Um, there's many things within the context of the world system, and we can see it through the movies, um, the theater, uh, just, the, just the overall impact of the world system. Um, but God has, he's given us a standard to go by, a uh, place in life, in which he needs us to be faithful and bold. So we want to look at topic areas such as anger, behavior, boldness, uh, demons, discernment. How do we look beyond the natural into the truth and intention of God and then what the enemy is doing also requires a discernment. Then evangelism, outreach, talking with people about Jesus and hard and hard hypocrisy. Idols, we'll, we'll see where um, there's conversation about idols in this lesson. And then listening, how, how can you or how do you listen and really understand the move of God in your life and in around you and others, understanding about relationships and then uh, witnessing, telling the truth about Jesus Christ and what you believe. Um, a good witness will overturn any uh, preaching from the pulpit about life choices and about to be a servant, ultimate servant of Christ. So, all right. Okay, let's dig in. And so the scripture for today, it says, um, this is Acts 19 and 8. This is Paul entered the synagogue and he spoke boldly there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Again, Acts 19 and... Eight, it says Paul entering, uh, Paul entered the synagogue and he spoke boldly for three months. And he spoke there for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Again, Paul entered the synagogue and he spoke boldly there for three months arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. And so this is, a, it's, this is so important uh, that we understand this and that we um, actually look at this uh, perspective or this position. It's key, and uh, I'll bring that other screen back. It's critical especially in this day and in this time with so many things that are going on. All right, can everybody see the screen? Make sure the text on the screen. All right, so repeat after me, Acts 19 and eight. Acts 19 and eight. Okay, unmute, unmute. Acts 19 and eight. Acts 19 and eight. Paul entered the synagogue. Paul entered the synagogue. And spoke boldly there for three months. And spoke boldly there for three months. Arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. Arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. All right, awesome. That was really nice, guys. All right, we already prayed, so we're going to just bring the screen up here. 
And I'm going to just pause it right here. And you can look through this uh, group lesson. And uh, all right. Yeah, pause for a couple of minutes. And take a look and read through that. All right, we're back. All right, so let's, let's dig in. Let's take a look here. And so Acts 19, 1 through 10. And so I'll have uh, Derek read verses 1 through 5. And then Ra Yanni, Ray Yanni, I mean, Iyani, you're going to read uh, verses 6 through 10. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at, at Ephesus. Ephesus. There are found there he found some disciples and asked them, "Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed?" They answered, "No." We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. So Paul asked, then what baptism did you receive? John Baptist, John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John ba John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. All right, great job, Iani. Verse 6, Iani. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and Proceeded, prophesied. There were about twelve men in all. Paul entered the synagogue and spoke boldly for three months, arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. But some of them became obstinate. They refused to believe and publicly. Publicly, the way. So Paul left them. He took the disciples with him and had a discussion daily in the lecture hall of Tyrone. This went on for two years, so that all the Jews and Greeks who lived in the province. Uh, of Asia heard the word of the Lord. All right. So Paul was teaching. He was teaching about uh, the rebirth, uh, baptism, uh, not just with water, but relative to the Holy Spirit. And so he was teaching and comparing John's baptism with the full baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. And so there's many things going on in the province of Asia Minor. So so a lot of a lot of action was happening. Um, but Paul was there in the synagogue. He was teaching. All right. And so when Paul gets to Ephesus, what does he find? Derek, what, what do you think he finds? Okay. Okay. He, okay. So they were being baptized according to the doctrine of John, right? And he, he baptized unto repentance, right? But he found some disciples, right? Right. Cool. And so they were, they were basing their baptism on what John taught. Okay. What do these disciples what do they need, Yanni? The disciples need um, 
Okay, the fullness of the word to be shared with them. Okay. Okay, so they need the fullness with respect to the Holy Spirit. Okay, so Derek, why don't they have it? Why do you think they don't have it? And it and it goes back to the to the uh statement you made earlier about John the Baptist. Because it's repenting again. Okay. And so he taught them just by with water. And John said, uh, and then Paul said, hey, I got something I want to teach you about referencing the Holy Ghost. So they weren't ever told about the Holy Spirit. They were just told about baptism uh, with water. Okay, according to this passage, when do these disciples receive the Holy Spirit, Yanni? When did they, or what happened? Can you scroll up to the passage? It says, you were, it says that they then were baptized if you received John of when they were baptized. Uh-oh. When Paul placed his hands on them. Uh, okay, so on hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, right? And, okay. Okay, and then he said, when Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came to them and they spoke in what? Tongues. And then they what? And spoke they, in tongues. And they prophesied. Say prophesied. That word is prophesied. So, prophe so prophesied means they spoke or they shared according to the oracles of God or according to what God shared with them at that instant okay so there were tongues and then there was prophesying referencing the tongues it said there are about 12 men in all okay Derek all right so number five Paul and Paul's influence is not limited to the 12 who he baptized. What else does he do? Let's take a look up here. So what else happens? Okay. So he went to the synagogue and he spoke boldly. He goes and says, hey, did he go in like a mouse or like a man? He says, hey. Like a man. Okay. So he went in there for three months arguing persuasively about the kingdom of God. So he's like, hey, I got something that I want to share with you. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Is his audience receptive? You think they received it? I think some did, but I think some didn't. What do you think, Yanni? Did did the audience receive it? Yes. Okay, some did, but some didn't, right? It says here, but some of them became abstinent and they refused to believe and publicly maligned the way. So some believe, but some didn't. Some made noise about it. Some says, hey, I don't know what he's doing, but we we not even we don't even want to be a part of that. Okay, so okay, some were receptive, but others were stubborn. They were like, hey man, you crazy. Okay. So how does Paul respond to the Jews, Derek? Oh, 
blood of Jesus. Bravely. Okay, so bravely. Okay, so let's take a look at this. And so, and so Paul left them and he took the disciples with him and had discussions daily in the lecture hall at uh, Tyreus. Okay, so this went on for two years so that all the Greeks and the Jews who lived in the province heard it. All right, so he continued to teach, right? He continued. So he leaves the synagogue and preaches elsewhere. So he takes the message, uh, right? And so Paul left them. He took his disciples with him and had discussions. So they left the synagogue they left the church perspective okay yes and then he went and took it to the highways and to the byways he took it to other places so that so that men and women could hear the good news oh the blood of jesus so since paul spends years teaching Preaching and teaching. Okay. All right. And so the results is that the word of God spreads like wildfire. Paul is <laughs> effective, right? So Paul is effective in okay. spreading the word of God. Right. Right. So cool. Let's take a look at this other verse right here. Okay, so here, this, this talks about the seven sons of Sceva, and it talks about the Jews, and it talks about Jesus, and it talks about Paul. All right, so we're going to take a look at that. Are you guys experiencing any screen blinking over there? No. No? Okay, good. No. All right, so... Um, let's take a look. Uh, we're going to divide this up here. Okay, so there's nine verses. Is it one, two, three, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten? Oh, so there's ten verses. All right, so one, two, three, four, five, one, two, all right, so Derek, you're going to read 11 through 15, and then Yanni, you'll start at 16 through 20. Okay. And this is Acts 19, 11 through 20. Okay. God did extraordinary. God did extraordinary miracles through Paul. So that even hand, hand handkerchiefs, handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick, and their illness were cured, and the evil spirits left them. Some Jews who went around driving out evil spirits tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus Christ over those who were demon-possessed. Okay, hold on. So it says some Jews. So they were trying to use the name of the Lord Jesus. Okay. To to uh drive out demons that were in the demon possessed. So that's that's like okay, go ahead. They would say in the name of the of the Jesus whom Paul preached preaches, sorry. I command you to come out. Seven sons of Sceva, a Jewish chef, priest, chief priest, chief, sorry, chief priest doing this. One day the evil spirit okay. answered them, Jesus I know and Paul I know about, but who are you? 
Then the man who had the devil spirit jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them such a beating that they ran out of the house naked and bleeding. Okay, so they were doing some things that they shouldn't have been doing. They didn't have the authority and they weren't taught. And so what happened? The, the demonic spirits jumped on them. And what did it do? It beat them and they ran out. It beat them to the point that they were naked and bleeding. All right. Okay. Okay, keep reading. When this became known to the Jews and Greeks living in Ephesus, 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 they were all seized with fear, and the name of the Lord was held in high honor. Many of those who believed now came and openly confessed what they had done. A number who had practiced sorcery, sorcery brought their scrolls together and burned them publicly. When they calculated the value of the scrolls, the total came to 50,000 drachmas. In this way, the word of the Lord spread widely and grew in power. Okay, so when the people heard about this, when this became known to the Jews and lived in Ephesus, okay, they all were seized up with fear. Okay, so, all right, cool. Okay, so you can see even in the Bible, they show and they talk about demons and they talk about people. Um And just in case you were wondering, a drachma is a silver currently worth about a day's wages. Okay, Derek, who are the seven sons of Sceva? Uh, okay, so seven sons of Sceva, the chief priests were doing this. So Let's take a look at this. Let's take a look. So some oh, Jews. Yeah. So the seven sons of Sceva. Okay, so they were sons of a, the chief priest, right? And yeah. so there was an individual that was demonically possessed. And they were trying to, seven of them trying to drive him out, right? Yeah. And the demon answered back. He says, hey. Jesus, I know, Paul, I know, but who are you, right? And so they came out, and they beat those sons, and they came out of the house naked and bloody. Okay. So let's see what it says here. Who are the seven sons given? The sons of a Jewish priest, chief priest, not just a priest, a chief priest, who attempted to cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Okay. All right. So how does the evil spirit respond to them, Yanni? All right. And you can un unmute your mic too. The evil spirit answered them, Jesus, I know, and Paul, I know about, but who are you? Then the men who had the evil spirit jumped on, jumped on them and overpowered them all. He gave them a beating that they ran out, out of the house and that's like that's like a real being right there that's some serious stuff okay so how does the evil spirit respond to them what happens 
Okay. All right. So what happens to the seven sons? They are healed. Or they heal. Not healed. So they were. They're sent out of the house, right? Yeah, naked and bleeding. Bleeding and naked. Okay, so what does this say about falsely claiming that you belong to Jesus? What does it, it say? What does it mean? Anybody? Anybody? Okay, I'll go back to sharing. It's like really weird. So I went away. Let's bring it back. Okay, let's put that back over there. All right, can you see it now? Can you see it now? All right. All right, so. All right, let's take a look at that. So it is not something you want to do. So you don't want to be falsely acting, right? Can everybody see the screen now? So you don't you don't want to show up like in in an area of being uh, falsely. You don't want to be false, right? You want to make sure that you're what real before God. So what does this event cause to happen in Ephesus? So what happens in Ephesus? The people that practice sorcery, what did they do? Anybody? Um, it says that when they kept that they burned scrolls publicly. Okay, so these weren't any kind of scrolls. What were they? The, those were scrolls where they practiced witchcraft, right, and sorcery and that type of thing, right? So they took them and burned them up. All right. All right. So everybody got that. All right. Let's go down to here. Let's see here. Let's do this. All right. 41. I don't know why I didn't do this sooner. All right. So we got 18 verses here. So, let's see. So, 18 plus 23 equals, oh, what about half of that? Let's say nine. Nine. Okay, so Derek, you're going to read from 23 to 32, and then Yanni, you're going to read 33 through 42, okay? Okay. 
Oh, 41. Let me see. Let's see here. Let's make sure. Oh, I typed those backwards. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, you'll pick it up at 32. Yeah. Did I say that right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Derek, you're going to read 23 through um, 31, and then Yanni's going to read. Oh, no. No, you, you're going to, Yanni's going to read from 33 to 41, and Derek, you're going to read from 23 uh, to 32. All right. All right, let's do it. Can you see you the just, screen? I can see it. I'm just turning on my. There we go. About that about that time, there arose a great dispute about the way. Uh, a a disturbance. 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 Sorry. About the way. A silversmith named Demetrius, who made silver shrines of Artemis, brought in a lot of business for. The craftsmen. There. Yeah. Okay, so hold on a minute. So Artemis is a Greek slash Greek slash Roman god. Um, and so we, we can see here the influence of Western civilization within the Bible. Okay. All right, keep going. At 25. He called them together along with the workers in related trades and said, you know, my friend, that we receive a good income this, from this business. And you see and hear how the fellow Paul has convinced and led astray large numbers of people here in Ephesus. 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 And in practically the whole province of Asia. He says that gods made by human hands are no gods at all. There is, there is danger, not only that our trade will lose the name, but also that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will be discredited. 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 And the goddess herself, who is worshipped throughout the province of Asia and the world will be robbed of her divine majesty. majesty. Hold on. Right, wait, right there. So Artemis and the silver smiths made money off of the people. Okay, I want to make that clear. And so the goddess Artemis, little g, it was an idol. So we don't make graven images of God and we don't worship graven images, okay? So I wanna make that clear and I wanna share that with everyone that's listening. Okay, keep reading, Derek. Great when job. When they heard this, they were furious and began shouting, great is Artemis of the Ephesians. Soon the whole city was in uproar. The, the people's size guys in Paul's traveling companions. companions <laughs> from Macedonia, Macedonia and all of them rushed into the greater together, the theater together. Paul wanted to appear before the crowd, but the disciples would not let them, would not let him. Even some of the officials of the province, province friends of Paul sent him a message 
begging him not to venture into the theater. Okay, hold on. Right there. All right, so we're going we'll have Yanni read that 32 to the end. Yanni? The assembly was in confusion. Some were shouting one thing, some another. Most of the people did not even know why they were there. The Jews in the crowd pushed Alexander to the front and then shouted instruction to him. He motioned. He motioned for silence in order to make a defense for people. But when they realized realize the Jew, they all started in Houston for about two hours. Great is our tennis of the Ephesians. The city flipped, quieted down, and said, fellow Ephesians, isn't all the world now at the city of Ephesus is the guardian of the temple of the great Artemis and of her image, which fell from heaven. Therefore, since since these facts are undeniable, undeniable, you ought to calm down and not calm down, calm down and not anything wrong. You have brought these men here, though they have neither robbed temples nor blasphemed or god, god, goddess. If there Demetrius and his fellow craftsmen, craftsmen have a grievance. Grievance against anybody. The poor are open, and there are pro pro councils. So it says the courts are open, and pro councils are like uh, lawyers. Okay. They can press charges if there is anything further you want to bring up. It must be settled in legal assembly as it is. We are in danger of being charged with rioting, rioting because of what happened today. In that case, we would not be able to count for this commotion. Since there is no reason for it, after he had said this, he dismissed the assembly. Okay, so we see a riot about to happen because of... because of the fact of the commerce or income was going to be impacted. And then Paul was coming into town to talk about and to teach, right? So trouble is brewing in Ephesus. Things will finally come to a head between those who believe in Jesus and those who stubbornly refused to believe in him. Derek, who is Demetrius? Demetrius is a he's a craftsman. Yes. But he's also the person who um possibly made uh Artemis title. Okay. And what kind of craftsman is he? A silver. Silversmith. Okay. Okay. So he's a silversmith who made shrines of the false god. So how does Demetrius turn the people against Paul, Iyani? He tells them He basically tells them what? Hey, we're the center of the world when it comes to making shrines for Artemis. That's what our city does, yeah. right? And he gets the people kind of like all riled up, like, hey, rah, 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 right? right? He convinces them that their business will suffer 
right? That's what the world system does, right? And so uh, the 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 majestic or majesty of Artemis will be compromised if Paul continues to preach, right? Basically, he keeps preaching, we're going to lose money, okay? All right, so Derek in verse 29, how does the incident escalate? What happens? And so escalation means that it uh, increases, so... If people start to shout Artemis' name, yeah, claiming that she was the only God, okay, for them and an idol, okay, and so it causes an uproar exactly. among the people, and and certain folks get seized, right, and then they tell Paul, hey, you know, you might not need to go in there, or you might not need to go there. Those people are gonna do something. They're crazy. Okay, so the whole town, so they capture two of Paul's friends and things start to get out of control. Okay, so we see that in today's time. Uh, any preaching about the Bible and and uh, relationship between man and woman, uh, according to the word of God, people get upset. There's a whole business area, a whole commerce area to support different lifestyles and people are literally making money off of those the, those businesses or those places um, but it doesn't make it right um, so the preaching and teaching and miracles of men and women of God they, they run contrary to the different facets of different modes of different schisms and schemes that men try to force on people all in the name of of making money okay okay and so this is something it's kind of a serious thing okay let's take a look right here let's go down and look at this okay All right, let's keep it real what's happening here. So many of us do not live in a world where preaching about Jesus causes riots in our towns, but in other places it does. Many of us do not speak boldly enough to face this sort of opposition. However, the passage was just read talks about three occurrences where boldness is met with negative consequences, right? All three incidences are lessons for us uh, to glean from and lessons for us to look at and learn. And so if people do not listen, shake the dust, right? Paul says, if people don't listen, shake the dust off and keep going, right? Because the, you you can't afford to be stuck and to be in a uh, uh, a grappling match with people. So, what communities of people in our world today do you think are the hardest to reach with the good news of the gospel? What do you think, Derek? Hmm. Well, it's kind of hard to look. Well, for me, it's kind of hard to say. Well, it's a whole community of people, right? Yeah. Uh, we got people that practice witchcraft. We got yeah. people that practice sorcery. Yeah, but there's also some other things. Right? And then it's kind of hard for me to say. Like, uh, okay. Like some other stuff. Okay. All right. Say. You don't have to. Okay, Yanni. Uh, does everyone deserve a, a, a chance to hear the gospel? What do you yeah. think? Okay. All right. Let's take a look here. Okay. Does Paul give up? What do you think? No. 
No, he doesn't give up, which is good. Okay, so let's take a look at this. So, right? So there's atheists, right? And then agnostic folks. There's many different people, and I'm just looking at that in our community of, of life. Okay. Okay. Everyone should. Okay. Does Paul give up? Not at all, right? Okay. Right? So all people Paul went for. Do you think Paul felt like he was wasting his time with those who refused to listen? What do you think? And both of you can answer that one. Yes. Yes. Okay, you think so? Yes. No, wait. Probably. Probably. Mostly yeah. because, well, I'd, I'd say yes. Yes, but he's outside. He's outside. Okay. okay. I'd, I'd, I'd say, say yes because at that time, people were very much screaming against them, they were overshooting other people. And, and that, that made, made uh, well, Paul mad, and well, didn't want to negotiate with him, didn't want to say, I don't want to say, like, uh, I don't want to negotiate with you because you worship someone else other than the Savior, God himself. Okay. So, Is there anyone in your life that you think just refuses to listen? Is there anyone in, in your life that you think just refuses to listen? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. So how do you how do you do you communicate with them or do you still share or you just let it go? Depends, right? Depends. Okay. All right. So for many of us, there is no one who truly refuses to listen because we are not intentionally sharing with others, right? right? So this is a tug saying, hey, right? Um, so Paul talks to those who often assume regularly, perhaps even daily, right? Right. And so it's not that people stopped listening and Paul gave up, but rather they became hostile. So Paul left for his safety, right? Right. And so typically or atypically, people don't necessarily share. And so they do not confront it or, or have to leave town because of what Paul was doing or what he said. Okay, so do not be bold in the name of Jesus unless you are connected to Jesus, right? <laughs> and so just don't share Jesus, just to share it or to be a hypocrite, but it has to be real. It has to be associated with a relationship that you have with Jesus Christ. And it's, it's vitally important that you're plugged in and, and you that you hear from Jesus concerning his word, right? And the Holy Spirit. And so why do the demons attack the sons of Sceva? Yanni, why do the demons attack the sons of Sceva? Because they were trying to get them to believe. Huh? Because they were trying to get them to believe in what they believed in. Oh, they were trying to cast out, right? The sons of Sceva appealed to an authority that they didn't have. They didn't have authority to cast out demons in the name of Jesus, right? Right. Okay, so do you remember what the demon said? No. Okay, they said, Paul, they said, Jesus I know and this Paul I know. Right? Oh, but who are you? Right, that's what he said. It's like, who are you? We all, I don't know nothing about you, right? And that's what they kind of told them. Right. And so Yanni, what's the danger of claiming to be connected to Jesus when you aren't? What could happen to you? 
the demons could beat you, right? Right. You could find yourself in a situation where you just like, oh, wow. So what's the danger of claiming? Okay, yeah, you could be in a situation where, yeah, you, you don't actually have the power to fight or act on the behalf of, right? So do you know that, do you know people that that people react to us based more on what we say or how we live, right? Yes. So there's people who watch what we say and watch what we do. They study what we say we are, right? So, so when you wear the cross, right? People identify you with a certain belief or you may have a certain area of authority. And so they watch you and see if you're tied into that or if you're not, or if you go the other way or even what you say and how you conduct yourself, right? Um, I, I know that I have friends that say curse words, um, but I don't. And so that sets me apart and they, they'll say, hey, why you don't curse? Or, hey, I noticed you don't curse. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. you know, I have an aunt or an uncle that was in the church or, you know, I used to go, I'll get back to that, right? Mm -hmm. And so those different things um, kind of set us apart. All right, so if people just want to fight and don't engage, right? And so that that was dealing with the, let's look, let's look at this. So eventually Paul's ministry comes to a head in the form of community-wide riots. So you, you have probably never ministered so much that you cause this kind of effect, right? People want to fight or People don't want to listen, right? Or they they go, they oppose it. So have you ever met someone who, uh, when you tried to talk about Jesus, just wanted to argue science or some other side issue? Perhaps. Perhaps. Okay. Okay. I'm 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 perhaps uh yeah, definitely. Um that could be an area that people say, well, it's science, right? I had a friend, I have a friend who had cancer. He had stage four cancer. They thought, you know, the doctor trusted in the science. And so what the science says was that he was going to die. But he's alive today and he's cancer free, right? It was a miracle of God that he lived and so science had a little to do with it but god through jesus and his healing virtue had a lot to do with it so how can you tell oh did i miss that no i no we talked about it. so how can you tell if someone is sincerely asking questions or just trying to cause an argument how can you tell that Or maybe you can't tell, or maybe it's an area of discernment. What do you guys think? Well, an area of discernment is something of like something uh, trustworthy, you know, like like what you said. People say. Uh, um, like the scientist said, you weren't going to do cancer. Like the friend said, he was going to live, but he's here today. So basically, it's the same thing in this story. Like, okay, okay. Um, so, so some people genuinely want to know, right? Uh, and so the thing that um, I'll share with you about the doctor when the man went back for his checkup, right? The doctor that kept saying, trusting in the science, trusting the science, he began to say, 
man, uh, uh, God did a miracle. Okay. God did a miracle. And so I thank God for that opportunity to hear that testimony. It lets me know that that God is yet a healer. He is yet working to prove himself in our lives and to show forth miracles, right? That doctor sincerely gleaned from and learned an area that science could not touch, right? The science said that he had four-stage cancer and that he was going to die. But God said, man of God, you will live and not die. And so God intervened and the man lived, right? And so why isn't it wise to get into a religious debate? And so this is basically saying, uh, why isn't it wise to get into a conversation or a heated conversation about religion? Right, we don't get into conversations or debates about religion because people will get angry and will probably right and will probably violent conflict. Right, and so then there's there's hostility that comes in toward the gospel, and so we we aren't on the earth to cause hostility. We're not on the earth to uh, antagonize people, but just to share the good news of the gospel. So how can we avoid getting into these kind of arguments? Well, if you want to share, right, an established relationship, that's one thing, and you can do that, right? And so here, you want to establish relationship with someone before you share, right? And, and remember, I talked about People will watch you, right? And you got your cross or you say you love Jesus, they'll begin to watch you. So your best witness and your best presentation of your of Christ Jesus is the testimonial about your life, how you live and what you do, right? That's what forges relationships. That's what tear down the barriers and then others become curious and want to know and want to learn more about Christ. Okay. Any questions? Yes. What's the question? If uh, all... Actually, actually, just, just a, a statement. statement. You, you can't, can't count, count on science or beliefs for everything. Sometimes, Sometimes it's a miracle, miracle aka, AKA the man upstairs. Okay, and so it that's faith. It just doesn't take science or belief. It, it, it just takes one, one being and one being only. Okay, one being and one being only. Okay. All the blood of Jesus. All right. So now. We're going to pray. Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for the lesson, which is vitally important for our lives. Thank you for opening up our eyes of understanding. Teach us, Father God, how to be better witnesses for your glory. So we cast down imagination. We cast down vain thoughts. We cast down even the concept of false gods, false religions, and we bind up the hand of Satan right now in the name of Jesus. And give us wisdom, knowledge, understanding, and wise application of your word, wise application of what we should do as believers in the body of Christ. And so we thank you, Father, for today. We glorify you and we look to you in all that we say and do. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. We pray. Amen. Dad, can you show what I put in the Zoom chat? Oh, oh Jesus.
Oh, says we are better together as long as we are with God. And that's why we trust in him. All right. Amen. So we are better together. Glory to God. All right. Let's put that in there. I'm going to just put it in here. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. All right. Do, do, be, do, be, do. Do, be, do, be, do, be, do. All right. All right. Thank God for today. I'm still recording. Okay. All right. God bless you. Thank you for today. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Clap your hands. Come on, clap your hands now. Clap your hands and listen up. Everybody, it's time to jump. God's a friend no matter what. He loves us so, so much. You know I know, cause God is my friend. He's my friend. He's my good friend. God is my friend. He's my friend. He's my good friend.